Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, March the 5th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Sunday card. Uh, looking forward to it. We've got uh, five games on tap, including a special matinee national television game on TNT and a pretty big one with the uh, Lightning and the Hurricanes to get us started uh, on this Sunday. Before we get into that, uh, again, we want to remind you, Tuesday night, a BetCast once again coming your way. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Tuesday, March uh, the 7th. Uh, make sure you join us for yet another Ice Guys Live BetCast. Uh, let's make sure we correct that date. Yeah, March the 7th. Uh, looking forward to it. Again, we've had two back-to-back Tuesdays where the BetCasts have been absolutely phenomenal. The company's been great. The turnout's been great. Lots of fun. Live betting, commentary, drinking encouraged. Uh, make sure you join us. It'll be me, Alex, and a bunch of our viewers and listeners, as always. So if you want in on the BetCast Tuesday night, March 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com, and we will make sure we send you the link for the BetCast this Tuesday night, March the 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, Let's look back on yesterday. It was a huge Saturday uh, in NHL action. The Boston Bruins uh, do what the Boston Bruins do, and that's win (laughs) again. Uh, They take care of business against the Rangers. I think they said it about a million times on the broadcast yesterday on ABC that the Rangers just look out of sync right now, uh, especially on the power play, all these new faces. It's going to take some time for that chemistry to develop. I think we're seeing that on full display uh, in that uh, game against Boston yesterday. Uh, Islanders take down Detroit 4-1 as the Red Wings struggles uh, post-selling at the trade deadline continue. The Tampa Bay Lightning struggles continue. 5-3 5-3 Buffalo, and the headline being the benching of Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, and Steven Stamkos in the third period by John Cooper. Now, is that because he felt, you know, we're down three goals, we're not coming back? Let's rest them for Carolina. I don't really buy that. I think it's they they just didn't play well, and the coach didn't think they played well. And if you listen to his comments in the postgame, he, he definitely thought they didn't play well. Uh, so I think it was more that than trying to rest them. for This isn't uh, NBA with load management. Uh, this is the NHL now. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it was just, hey, they had a shitty day. You know, you got to make sure they get send the message to them. And John Cooper doesn't usually do that. But what did that yesterday as the Lightning continue to have a tough time uh, of late? They lose yet again for the fourth straight game uh, against uh, Buffalo. Uh, Washington beating down San Jose 8-3. to uh, David Quinn getting ejected for an F-bomb tirade, which went, uh, if you saw it, it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, he's just uh, he just went nuts. Uh, on the uh, ref at the during the game yesterday in the third period, got kicked out for it. Uh, and uh, Washington with a decisive 8-3 victory over the Sharks. That's uh, now two games in a row after the deadline for San Jose. They've looked uh, pretty porous, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, Florida with a big, huge win for them as they try to salvage their playoff hopes. They beat Pittsburgh 4-1. Great response by the Jets, 7-5. Not exactly a great defensive effort on either side, but the Jets... Uh, getting the extra goal or two that they needed uh, to get past Edmonton. They really benefited from Jack Campbell really having a horrible night. It was an awful, awful night for Jack Campbell. The defense in front of him wasn't great, but Jack Campbell with a couple of those goals should have stopped them. It was a bad night for him. He admitted it in the post game. but uh, let's give Winnipeg credit. They were embarrassed in Edmonton, and they did respond the way you would hope for. Nashville beat Chicago 3-1. Uh, we saw Vancouver, you know, take down Toronto 4-1. This is something we're going to have to remember about the Leafs, and they never win in Vancouver. That's now their sixth straight loss in Vancouver. Something to remember moving forward next year, obviously, because they won't play each other again till next year. But they have a tough time winning out there. And it was a uh, somehow, some way, the Leafs, even with their stretch of great play, they can play great games, great periods. They'll always do something that, as you're saying, well, that's a typical Toronto Maple Leafs thing to do. And uh, they had one of those last night, giving up short-handed goals, two of them on the same power play. Uh, you don't see that very often, and it happened last night for the Leafs in that game. Uh, we saw Col- Ottawa, the rule continues, this red-hot Senators team. Uh, they beat Columbus 5-2. The over-best bet cashes for me there, Jackets and Senators over, so I was happy to see that. Uh, and uh, we saw in the late games, L.A. 
beating uh, St. Louis 4-2. to two. Nice tidy effort in Jonas Corposalo's debut uh, in net for the L.A. Kings. I thought he was very solid. He's going to really love playing in L.A. because it's just such a better team in front of him. And we saw signs of that last night. Great win for the Kings, 4-2 over St. Louis. Uh, I really loved that Minnesota-Calgary draw, and it was there for the taking. Uh, but Gustafson was great. He held it at one nothing, held it at one nothing, held it at one nothing, and then Minnesota added the insurance late, uh, and they ended up winning 3 nothing over the uh, Calgary Flames. I think we're just about at the point now where for Calgary, we're, if we haven't lowered the casket into the ground yet when it comes to the Calgary Flames, we're getting close. We're getting very close after another loss with zero points on the board, which they can't afford right now. Alex, uh, thoughts on Saturday? Yeah, I think we start with just panic in uh, in Alberta and uh, both major cities, Edmonton and Calgary. I think the Oilers are probably going, here we go again. We have this great team, the best player in the world, and now we've got two goaltenders that are just kind of up and down, up and down, at the very you know worst time to have inconsistency in that uh it's a bad performance for Campbell where after it seemed like he was starting to kind of get it together and you know it's a guy we have to kind of worry about his mental you know stableness in net you know from game to game he can kind of break down and it can carry on and can kind of uh keep things above his shoulders a little bit and I just read the same thing uh regarding with Jacob Barkstrom too you know and we've been saying that for a while obviously had his struggles that he's had in the first period with the Flames throughout the season but now it just seems to be, you know, uh, he can't steal games for you anymore. He can't really give you those big time saves. You know, a lot of uh, plays behind the net, he gets, he loses the sight of the puck. There's just some issues now with, with Calgary. Like I said, they're, they're kind of playing themselves out, out of the way. And uh, Edmonton, I mean, I think they're going to be in the mix, but I think they still have those question marks and issues. I think goaltending is still going to be the bane of their existence and what keeps them from possibly uh, winning a cup or even just making another deep run like they did a season ago. Definitely some issues right now, no question, uh, with the uh, – uh, I think the Oilers – I want to see a body of work for them where they have two weeks with Ekholm because I do think he makes a mm-hmm. difference uh, right now. Uh, definitely I think it's a situation where – like because they played a hell of a defensive game, two games with them against Toronto in the first game against Winnipeg. It was just last night. I think last night it was just more on the goaltender, uh, to be quite honest with you. And, and Jack – Jack will always fall on his own sword. That's what I admire about Campbell. Even yeah. those games, he didn't have as many bad games when he was with the Leafs. But when he did have them, he was always really hard on himself in the post game with the media. Too hard. But he had to be, and he had to be. Yeah. As I saying, he got to be careful with that because he, they, this team can't afford for him to get back into you know a, a dark place that he was maybe in the middle of the year. They, they got to, you know, he's got to try to keep his head up a little bit and and, yeah. and power through these some of these bad starts because yes, they're still going to happen. But, you know, you have to be able to show some resiliency right now because the team's going to need you. And, you know, they're going to need him, especially because Skinner has logged in a lot of minutes, the most minutes in his career. So they're going to need Campbell to really step up, even if he's not the starter moving forward or going in the postseason. But he, he's got to do the bulk of his work. He could save the team right now by putting together a solid performance as a 1B goalie the rest of the way. Then Edmonton will be in decent shape. Yeah, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, in Calgary, I think they're almost a lost cause at this point. When you can't score, you can't win. And we're finding that they're just having issues with their finishing ability. It's been their problem all year. All right, let's get to Sunday's card. We've got five games. We will begin with the uh, TNT matchup. Uh, early start, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've got uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, Hurricanes minus 175 home favorites, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, as far as I, as far as this matchup goes, in my opinion, um, Carolina is better right now than Tampa. There's no denying that whatsoever. But they are coming off a little road trip, and if you're Tampa Bay, I do think that they've got something in their system. Maybe early in this game, after what happened yesterday, I mean. You're talking about Stanley Cup champion star forwards and Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, and uh, Braden Point. You weren't benching some fourth liner in that Buffalo loss yesterday if you're John Cooper. You were benching arguably your three best forwards uh, in that game yesterday. There has to be some kind of response, you would think, from them in terms of how they play and how they come out strong uh, here this afternoon against Carolina. So uh, definitely, certainly from a prop standpoint, I would be interested in something involving Kucherov points, yeah, assists, the stamp, all three of those guys. Braden Point every game scores right now. So uh, Braden Point to score a goal is a no-brainer to me. 
Uh, there's no question about that. So you ought to, I would think the the target here is definitely player props involving Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point coming off that game. And if I were to bet Tampa Bay in this game, which is what I'm mulling, it would be early. It wouldn't be the full game because I don't trust this team right now for a full hockey game. They've had many of these instances, too, during this losing streak where they've started strong and they have not finished strong. You know, we have seen it repeatedly, uh, in fact. I remember the Pittsburgh game at home, right? They had a nice uh, lead after the first period. It cashed my Tampa Bay puck line in the first period. But what happened in the second and the third? They got worse. Pittsburgh got better. You know, this has been certainly an issue for Tampa Bay. You know, playing a good period at the beginning like they did against Pittsburgh at home a few nights ago. Play against Pittsburgh last weekend, it was a good first period, and then it went to shit after that. You know, and that's been the issue. Even yesterday against Buffalo, kind of the same thing. First period was fine for Tampa, and then they got worse in the second and the third. So I'm definitely targeting. If I'm taking Tampa and I'm looking for a response for uh, from Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point, and this Tampa Bay team in general after yesterday's loss, their fourth straight loss, and Cooper benching his three stars, I'm looking for the response to be early. Because the way I see it, if they don't respond in the first period, they're losing this hockey game. You know, they will not beat Carolina if they're down in the first period. If they're going to have a chance to win, they've got to show up early. Plus, you know, the back-to-back -back road legs might kick in second period, third period. Later, this game goes on. So I, I, I probably will end up looking at a Tampa Bay, probably plus 130 first period money line. I'll probably look in that direction and bet something there with that. But I don't want them in the full game. I don't. I've got to see three periods. None of this shit anymore. We were one good period of hockey, and then the second and the third period, their, their play falls off because that has been a recurring theme for Tampa Bay uh, during this uh, four-game losing streak. Um, so to me, I like uh, Tampa Bay early, but that's as far as it's going to go for me uh, here. Tampa Bay first period money line. And I think what makes this equally bet against from the Carolina side in the first period as it is bet on from Tampa Bay is that Carolina is coming back off the road you know, out there in Vegas and Arizona, their last two uh, road games. So you might catch them uh, just a little bit, not on top of things in the first 20 minutes in this game. Uh, what do you think here? TNT, it's a hell of a matchup because we want to see what kind of response yeah. we get from this Lightning team who are having their worst funk of the season by far. What do you think here, Alex? Tampa Bay, Carolina. So you got a Bulls team that not only that you have your, you know, see the star players getting benched. And I know people are saying that maybe that wasn't necessarily benching. It could have been more of just a general resting because this will be the sixth game in the last nine days. But no, I think he was proving a point. Uh, Cooper, and like I said, it was a team, it was a game that was just sloppy all around, especially defensively. Uh, and it's interesting because this is a historically under series 14, four and one, the last 19, uh, last four straight in Raleigh gone under. But you look at Tampa Bay when they've had these, kind of bad defensive lapses that next game. Uh, just looking at the – it's just over 4-1-2 and two, the last seven when their opponent scores five or more in the last game. And like I said, this is Tampa just been struggling right now, especially in the back end, especially in the goaltending department. Uh, Vasilevsky and Elliott both have led in some uncharacteristically soft goals of late. But the other side of that is, like I said, because of that defensive lapse, I expect Tampa to kind of clamp down and – dictate the puck more and play a more possession style game, which we know Carolina can do that quite often as well with them coming off of the, the road trip, maybe a little bit of fatigue. So I like Tampa Bay to score the first goal of the game. I'm going to be even more cautious with that first period. Look, I got it at plus a dollar 10 and I like the draw here. Three of the last four meetings have gone to overtime. Uh, these two teams always kind of play each other tight. So they usually gets really chippy too. We see a lot of, uh, you know, we saw in the that polo season series between these two teams, a lot of four on fours, uh, a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, kind of stuff after the whistle. So Tampa is really kind of frustrated. And they try to take it out Carolina. They can't afford to also get themselves in the penalty trouble. They have to be a little bit cautious. I, I think there's going to be – caution is going to be the key word in this game, I think, on both ends for different reasons, and that usually lends itself to seeing overtime. So I like to draw, and I also like Tampa Bay to score first goal at plus 110. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like Tampa first period money line. Alex going a little more cautious, conservatively, just asking the Lightning to get the first goal uh, of this uh, game uh, against uh, Carolina. Um, as far as the uh, total goes, I don't have a strong take on it either way. I mean, Tampa Bay is not a team I'm rushing to bet under because of their defensive issues. The previous meeting, they've only played each other, I believe, once uh, so far this season, and that was way back in November, and it was uh, over game. It was 4-3 in a shootout, and that draw does make sense. I mean, three of the last four 
have gone beyond regulation. And the one game that didn't was 3-2 Carolina in regulation. So it was a one-goal game that very easily could also went to overtime. So it does feel like, you know, a little bit of a, a close game. The draw is not a bad uh, option. I know yesterday uh, the draws were few and far between uh, on, on the Saturday card, but this one definitely, in theory, and if you look at the uh, recent series history, <coughs> holy shit, excuse me. Bless you. Yeah, there we go. I usually try to mute the mic when that happens, but missed it that time. But yeah, I mean, I definitely think series history we have seen, you know, definitely a, a lot of tight games, one goal games. Wouldn't surprise me to see more of that. Be careful with the shot props. I'm being a little more cautious with the shot props because Tampa Bay, you think, wants to clamp down, which means the shots on goal may be fewer uh, moving forward here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes today. So, you know, we've been back and I certainly lean to the same suspects that I've been taking lately with the shots on goal for them, especially Jarvis. But, you know, even Jarvis has gone under now uh, in two straight games under two and a half. So treading with caution there. But I do have some point props. Like I said, I'm very interested in all the props that are available on the Tampa side with Stamkos, Kucherov and point goes without saying you expect those two to show up today after what happened those three i should say to show up after what happened yesterday but on the carolina side uh there's been uh, some good props you got uh, brent burns at minus 140 to get a point that's been a very red hot prop lately uh, no question uh marty natchez to get a point and to score a goal this kid continues to play extremely well for the uh, hurricanes minus a buck 50 on the point prop plus 210 to score a goal uh aho is feeling it too from a goal scoring standpoint uh, so you could go in those directions as well in terms of uh, props for this game. Maybe the ghost as well, Shane Goss to spare. If you can find a point prop on him, I'm not sure there is one. There is a goal prop, plus 390. He did score against Arizona the other night, and his power play point prop, plus 575. But uh, certainly someone that can uh, make a difference here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and uh, showing that he's got the potential to be able to do that, no doubt. All right, next up now, we've got the rest of the games are Sunday night. Starting in Vegas, we've got the Golden Knights hosting the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Vegas minus 280 home favorites, six the total in this game. The end of this road trip, I believe, for Montreal. I believe they go home uh, after this game. Uh, yes, they do. They're back home against Carolina on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, the end of this road trip where they've gone one and two so far. They came back in the third period to beat San Jose for their only win on this road trip so far. And then they dropped back-to-back -back games against the Kings and the Ducks. Vegas, back-to-back uh, -back home wins for them against uh, Carolina and New Jersey in a shootout. I mean, this is, I think, a little bit of a tricky spot, uh, in my opinion, here for the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. After two big wins, and now you're playing Montreal, it's just got that feel to it. Like, I don't want to say flat, but you know, maybe this game's not going to be easier on them than you'd think. This has been, a weird, uh, oddly enough, a very high-scoring series history. Vegas has won the last three meetings since the beginning of last year, which is really when Montreal became bad because before that, you know, Montreal beat Vegas in the playoffs a couple years ago. Uh, and then, of course, since the beginning of last year, that's when Montreal declined. And Vegas has won all three meetings since then. But all three games went over the total, 5-2, 4-3, 6-4. And it is definitely Jonathan Quick in net here for Vegas, making his Vegas debut. So we know if we're going to bet current form, if we're going to bet the, the season form of Jonathan Quick in this hockey game, that we absolutely like the over. And I do lean that way, certainly. Uh, and Montreal team total is only over two and a half. I could see them getting a three. But then there's that just that little, you know, voice in my head saying, but this is Jonathan Quick's first game with Vegas, his new team. He's probably pissed off still about the way it ended in L.A. with that trade to Columbus. Wouldn't it be something if he just came out there and put up a shutout or one goal, great performance in net? He's going to be absolutely motivated to have one of these type of performances. There's no question after everything that's gone down this week. And now he's going to be revved up again because, yeah, L.A. was a playoff team, but so is Vegas. He's going to want to play a hell of a game today. And we know he can still at times be capable of it. But if you're betting, like I say, Jonathan Quick's overall season form, you know, and you look at Montreal Vegas season series history being a, an over heavy one, it's hard not to like the over. And it's hard not to think Montreal will score at least a few goals. So the team total, I think, with Montreal at a cheap two and a half might be in play at the full game over as well. I'm staying totally off a side. Because I do worry after two big games against uh, Eastern heavyweights, Carolina, New Jersey. I want to see Vegas have that same focus because we know they should win this game. But we know at this time of year, you know, the better team doesn't always 
uh, win these games. And we see, saw it last night with the Leafs and Canucks, uh, for example. So be careful with this game uh, in terms of the Vegas side, but I'm definitely looking at maybe some kind of Habs team total over and full game over possibility uh, in this one. And as far as the prop market goes uh, in this game, Shea Theodore point and assist has been something I've been rolling with quite a bit. Uh, he's been contributing from the blue line for this Vegas Golden Knights team. Uh, I would I'd be surprised if he doesn't do that here again today. Uh, definitely, uh, I think when you look at the Montreal side of things uh, in this game, Josh Anderson has been uh, certainly someone we've been betting from a prop standpoint. I want to turn everybody's attention right now to Mike Matheson as well. He's a blue liner that's suddenly jumping into the play, shooting the puck a ton. He has got tremendous value right now over his shot prop. He's gone over two and a half in five straight games. He's shooting the puck more. I like his point prop too. Mike Matheson has a point for the Canadians from the blue line in six of the last seven games. So wow. Mike Matheson right now for Montreal, a good point prop. You know, Josh Anderson point prop, Josh Anderson over shots. Mike Matheson point prop, Mike Matheson over shots. Some good props there for Montreal going into uh, this game. What do you think, Alex? Canadians, Golden Knights. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I see Jimmy Murphy jumping in the chat. He's predicting some big nights for a uh, big night. Hey, for Jimmy, I think good to see you. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a, a decent night. I don't know about a shutout performance, but I, I like. I actually, I haven't. I think I've only bet this maybe three times this year, but this will be the fourth. I'm going Jonathan Quick over saves twenty three and a half. Uh, I got it minus a dollar ten. I that's think a good bet. Montreal, that's a really yeah, good and I think, angle, and, yeah. and that still still doesn't mean that he can't give up three or four goals. Uh, yep. But you know, I think he can get you know twenty, so you know twenty four out of twenty eight saves. Boom, we cash everything. Uh, I think it's just gonna be a, a bit of a back and forth battle. Like I said, Vegas may not be as a whole, you know, jazzed up to play Montreal. Like I said, after playing Carolina and New Jersey, maybe a little bit of a you know kind of just you know not feeling the same kind of energy, especially with an earlier uh, start time as well, three o'clock local time. So it may be kind of a, a a bit of a rough start, but I think Quick can kind of, if he can get into a rhythm, find some, uh, see some shots early, make some saves, I think he'll settle in, and I think Vegas will start getting energized from him. I think he's going to be on a mission. And, you know, he's going to have his struggles still as well, but I think when he's on his A game, I think we see some vintage shots that Quick left in him. And, you know, looking at the schedule, I don't know if Vegas and L.A. play each other again uh, during the regular season, but, man, you already know that's going to be something that's going to be circled on his calendar both teams' calendar, uh, that'll be must-see TV for sure, just to see his response and how he plays. But but I think for here in his first start uh, with his third team uh, officially, uh, I do think he he plays well. So staying off of the side because there's no way to really back Vegas, I don't know if they're going to get a bunch of goals themselves. It could easily be one of those three, two games they find a way to win. It'll be something I'll be watching live and maybe chipping them some live spots. But I do like Jonathan Quick over saves at 23 and a half. Anything $1.15 or better, I'd say play that. There we go. I like that. I like that way of going about it because I, I could see too them giving up some shots, but uh, definitely uh, Quick's going to be fully motivated. Does he have the capability to play well? Shut the door. That ends up being the question. By the way, I didn't mention this in the Tampa Carolina game. A uh, Braden Point has a point in seven straight games. He has a goal in seven straight games. So he's one of the you know him and uh, the guy we'll talk about in a few games from now. You talking about some of the hottest streak consecutive game goal scorers right now. Uh, and uh, Braden Point's one of them. So that's definitely going to be something on the board here is Braden Point. That might even be a bigger prop bet for me than normal just because he's scored in seven straight. He's one of the guys that got benched yesterday. I mean, very, very possible he finds the uh, back of the net against uh, Carolina uh, in that game. But, uh, yeah, getting back to Montreal-Vegas, I like that look with the prop. Uh, Jonathan Quick over 23.5 saves. Uh, definitely I think it could it could continue here in this game. Uh, in terms of other props, I mentioned Anderson and Matheson. On the Montreal side, three-game point streak for uh, for um, Josh Anderson for Montreal. Shea Theodore, like I said, point in seven of the last ten games and assist in seven of the last ten games. Matheson, uh, by the way, Jack Eichel, yeah, goal in seven of the last ten games, point in eight of the last ten games. So, and Jack Eichel's feeling it. You know, usually you can go about that. So, and yes, Riley Smith has had a good uh, time of it against Montreal. So, if you believe in the head-to-head -head success, Riley Smith goal, Riley Smith point. Definitely could be worth a look here for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. All right, Detroit, Philadelphia. We've got Philly minus 130 home favorites, six the total in this game. I mean, this is just pass from a side perspective. I'd actually bet Philly before I bet Detroit. Detroit's kind of looking like that team that's like that boxer that's in the 10th round and they're getting hammered and they don't, they're, the, the legs are wobbly. Make no mistake about it for the Detroit Red Wings right now. And they just hit the wall in the third period. Islanders took over. 
and ended up with the 4-1 win. Five straight losses now for Detroit. We know what they did at the deadline, traded away uh, of several players. So they know that they're basically packing it in in terms of the uh, playoff chase. Uh, and Philly, meanwhile, though, they're not in good form. So I'm, it's, it's a tough game to bet from a side perspective. You got to trust one of these teams to snap their current losing streak. I would say just play the over or play nothing. Two teams playing for exercise. Not much more to say than that. What do you think here, Alex? Red Wings, Flyers. You know, I'm actually going to, and like I said, waiting for it officially, but more than likely if we see Ned back in that, and we've been critical of him throughout the years. I think he comes back up and, uh, you know, knowing that he has another lease on life being back in the NHL, I think he has a good game today. And, and like I said, it's the two teams that are kind of playing out the string. I don't think – I think the Red Wings might end up finding themselves kind of falling out of favor. It's been back and forth, and, and it's tough with that Atlanta division. But just there's just certain things with Detroit. I think they, now we've seen Ottawa kind of make some moves. Buffalo still in the mix, but they still kind of seem sloppy too. I think this Detroit, yeah, they're more than likely going to find themselves toward the bottom of that tight wild card race. But Philly is just a team, like I said, playing out the string. I, I could see Philly just going on another big time losing streak between now and the end of the season. Uh, I, I took a shot here with, with Detroit at plus one ten. All right, like in Detroit, like in the angle of Nadelkovich not playing like the Nadelkovich we saw last year or earlier this year. That look, it's time down in the AHL to work on your game. That's sometimes too you know, a, a blow to your pride a little bit and a blow to your ego. If you're in Nadelkovic, you've had a, you had a great yeah. start to your career. You had some tough times when you went to Detroit, bad year last year, you had a rough start this year. Maybe that's just what the doctor ordered for him. Go down to the AHL, fix your game, work on some stuff that you're struggling with, work on your stuff, you know, your technique. He obviously had some issues and look, it's not like Detroit's blue line is Carolina's blue line. That definitely played a part in the struggles too, but maybe this is a good thing for him. We're going to find out tonight. Yeah, and, you know, the thing, too, is just the way that his career kind of started off, it, you know, the, the irony that he might be facing against Carter Hart, I think those are two guys that, in, in my eyes, they got rushed a little bit, where, we, you know, they didn't get much minor league time. They kind of just got thrown in the fire and, and, and started off hot, and, you know, the team just kind of ran with them. And we saw Carolina kind of do that with a few goalies, uh, you know, so it's something that to, to note, you know, how you see some of these guys develop. And I think, you know, like I said, he just needed some time and seasoning. I doesn't, that doesn't mean he's going to be back to the form he was in Carolina. I don't think we're going to see that. I think he's still going to be just kind of this middle of the road goaltender. But I think for one game and, and coming back that first start, just kind of a, you know, a fresh moment for him. I think he could put together a solid performance today. Yeah, it's, um, I'm, that's an intro. This is definitely one I want to see. You know, live and see how he starts out. And uh, I do. I still will probably play a small over six pregame, but definitely want to see how he's going to play uh, early in the game. See if he's feeling it. See what kind of form he's in, uh, and then uh, you know maybe go with a live bet from that point on. At that point, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, good stuff. That's the first part of the Sunday card. We got two more games left uh, for this Sunday card. Two hundred twenty-one live viewers watching on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. We'll be back right after we hear from Graham Coke. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. We have two games left on this Sunday. New Jersey Devils, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, next up, we've got New Jersey laying a big price here, minus 350 uh, in some spots, up to minus 380 in some others, six and a half. Uh, being the uh, total in this game uh, between these two teams. I definitely like over the total in this game. Arizona's defense is hurting big time. We see what the loss of Jacob Chikrin means to this team. And to be honest with you, uh, Troy Stetcher's a depth defenseman that they traded to Calgary, but 
He's actually not bad in his own zone. He's got some physicality. He can throw the weight around. I think they're actually even worse defensively without him as well. Don't sleep on uh, certainly uh, the uh, his uh, uh, impact on this blue line. I mean, this blue line is just so thin right now, uh, and they are going to continue to have issues keeping the puck out of their net. And look, now Vimelka and Ingram, these two goalies, are going to see even more rubber, and they're going to get probably even more danger. The high danger chances allowed is going to go up. I mean, look at this blue line right now. Patrick Nemeth and Giannis Moser is a top pair defensive pair. Are you shitting me? That is your top pair defense right now for the Arizona Coyotes. Patrick Nemeth, who's been a journeyman blue liner for years, and Giannis Moser uh, on the other side for Arizona. I mean, and then you've got Yuso Valamaki, uh, Valamaki and Victor Soderstrom, Connor Mackey, Josh Brown. Uh, this is this is as bad a one through six blue line as there is right now in the NHL. I don't think it's even close. That Patrick Nemeth is a number one defenseman, you know, on an NHL team right now is astonishing to me. Uh, but that's where we're at right now with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So yeah, New Jersey should like New Jersey unless New Jersey's totally asleep. And after big time games earlier this week that they had to play against uh, Colorado and Vegas. Uh, back-to-back on the road. They beat Colorado. They lost a tough one in a shootout to Vegas 4-3. You know, unless they are completely asleep, New Jersey, in this game, they should they should easily be able to score goals in bunches here to, to tonight against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. No question uh, about that. I'm just thinking about what's the way to go about it because you know the team total is a four and a half. You know, you could still bet it. It wouldn't shock me to see. I, it might, this might be one game where it's worth the look to go over four and a half at a plus price because this Arizona team, they've been allowing, you know, a lot of games with six or more, or at least five or more Dallas only scored four against them. All right. But Carolina put up a six Nashville, put up a six Calgary, put up a six. And I remember that Calgary game. They could have had 10 in that game. uh, The way the flames played and the flames aren't exactly an offensive juggernaut. This is a legit offensive juggernaut right now. The devils, especially after getting, Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. So I think the four and a half might still be a good bet here. Devils team total over. I like the full game over six and a half. uh, As far as I'm concerned, I'm even tempted to do New Jersey first period puck line. Like I did Carolina the other night in Arizona. I'm I'm a little worried after the two big games, maybe a little sleepy early, but I still think I might sprinkle on devils first period puck line in this game. uh, Because I just think this is just a bad matchup for this horrendous defense of the Arizona Coyotes. They already give up a lot of shots. This is another goalie saves prop you might consider on Famelka. Uh, Again, certainly uh, over saves has been cashing a lot lately with Arizona's goaltenders. It wouldn't shock me to see that again tonight in this game. I think it's going to be Vanacek uh, in net for New Jersey, but it hasn't been uh, confirmed as of yet. Uh, By the way, with Meyer, uh, he has been cleared for contact. Uh, They expect him to be ready. They haven't confirmed it yet, but they're fully expecting Timo Meyer to be ready to go uh, here to make his uh, New Jersey Devils debut tonight. Uh, So I'm expecting him. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm expecting him uh, to be in the lineup. This is a great prop game as well for New Jersey. Uh, You know, I don't even have to mention it anymore. I don't even have to say a thing. Dawson Mercer, it continues to be uh, one of the great, great recent stories in the NHL with this uh, young man from Newfoundland uh, is doing right now. Eight straight games with a goal, eight straight games with a point as well for the uh, New Jersey Devils. The point prop is still, have they adjusted this thing a little bit? I think this is the most expensive price I've seen on Dawson Mercer's point prop, minus 140. It's finally gone up a bit from the minus 110 that it's been most of that. I still like it. You know, it's obviously been adjusted a bit, but I still like it. And look at the adjustments in the goal prop. Down to plus 190 in a lot of spots. Now we're talking. I'm very, obviously, uh, I'm not overly happy about it because I was loving the prices we were getting before, but that's what it has to be right now. He should be in that range with the way he's putting the puck in the net for the uh, uh, for the New Jersey Devils, plus 190. Even uh, Bet365 where I got that plus 350 steal of a goal price the other night in the game against uh, Vegas with Dawson Mercer. It's down to plus 190 there as well. So they finally made, but I'm still on it. Plus 190, absolutely, uh, to score a goal tonight. You just ride this streak until its conclusion uh, right now. Yeah, they did hear me. I was uh, flapping my gums too much, Slats, uh, about it, saying, I'll bet 365. What a bunch of morons there, plus 350, <laughs> to put that out there as a goal score prop price on Dawson Mercer. It got back to the bosses there at bet 365. You got this Ian Cameron guy. He's ripping your up, <laughs> odds makers. You better fix this. And they have. They've priced it where it should be now, uh, plus 190 for sure. Uh, but certainly sticking with it. If it ain't broke, uh, don't fix it. 
Jack Hughes, by the way, is uh, continuing to shoot the puck a lot. The shots on goal prop for him is a little up there, always at four and a half. But uh, still, when it comes to this Arizona team, target the target Hughes, target Heeshear, you know, target Meyer if he plays, because he'll definitely want to be shooting the puck a lot in his, uh, his New Jersey debut, I would be sure. Mercer, you go on down the list. D Dougie Hamilton from the blue line, target shots on goal player props for every team that plays Arizona moving forward. They just hemorrhage shots on goal allowed, and I think we're going to see more of the same once again uh, here tonight. What do you think here, uh, Alex? Devils, Coyotes. Pick zombies in the chat picking on the French players in the NBA. I, I don't know what that's about. I I, I assumed it's something related to Sorogan getting exposed last night, but that's a different story. Uh, this game here with New Jersey and, and Arizona, um, I'd say caveat mTOR as far as going with Corral Vamelka saves props. This could be one of those games where he gets bold. Uh, he said, I think New Jersey lights the lamp early and often. That's all. And it won't be, yeah. and it's not going to be his fault. Like we said, we just, you just named off, you know, six traffic cones that are going to be standing in front of him for the night. Uh, he's got to try to, you know, make 55 saves stand on his head. It's just, it's a hard, a tough thing to ask for any goaltender, but especially against a New Jersey Devils team that when they're rocking and rolling, he said, you got guys like Dawson Mercer that you, you can't put out with a, a fire extinguisher right now. Uh, this is just going to be a high-scoring New Jersey game. If we had a soundboard, I would play the little MGM uh, noise because this is where you want to go for that. Go over four, lay a dollar twenty uh, with the Devils team total. That's the only thing I'm playing here, along with Dawson Mercer, of course, to score a goal. That's automatic. <laughs> That's automatic. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> definitely, Mer I think Mercer goal and point I like the most. Once again, of course, but. Shots on goal props with New Jersey, maybe first period puck line. I am going to bet that over four and a half and over six and for the team total. I mean, with the Devils okay. and that over six and a half for the full game because Arizona might pop a goal or two in. They sometimes do at home. Would you would you get a little greedy and maybe go over one and a half points to Dalton Mercer? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to see during this streak how many times is let's let, let's take a look because he's obviously been automatic for a goal. A point. How many times? Back-to-back -back games with one shot and exactly and, and one goal. So it's he's kind of all over the place. But then he had the last game, he had 10 shots on goal. So his stats have, like, he's been consistent in goals and points. But everything else has yeah. been kind of up and down. So, so right now he's got – so eight-game point streak, eight-game goal streak, multi-point games in four of the eight for uh, Dawson Mercer. Multi-point multi games so in four like of the eight. Man. But – I do want to mention he had a multi-point game against Winnipeg, then one point against Montreal. Then he had the multi-point three-point game against L.A., one point against Philly, four points against Colorado. He was magnificent in that game that they beat the Avalanche. Then he fell back to just the one goal, one point last game. This actually, if you follow the recent pattern, he does have a multi-point game tonight if you follow this recent pattern. And look, if he's going to have a multi-point game, what a uh, prime opponent to have it against he should if there's one team he should get over one and a half points against it would be the uh arizona uh coyotes problem is i don't think that many books are going to offer you unless you have unless a book offers alternative points because every book i see just has the 0 0.5 points or just to get one point at minus 140 or so but yeah you'd have to look at uh yeah rich h there you go two points plus 300 for uh dawson mercer so uh there you go uh, again, look for those books that have uh, alternative player point props. You'll be able to find that uh, the plus 300 price on Dawson Mercer over uh, one and a half points uh, in this game. All right, final game of this uh, Sunday card, uh, Seattle and Colorado. Uh, Avalanche minus 165, home favorite, six the total. That was a big fat woof for the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche yesterday. Uh, absolutely awful. I mean, my gosh. I mean, Dallas just stampeding them yesterday right from the very beginning. And it looked like a 2-1. to one. I'm like, oh, here we go. They got the 2-1 goal back in it. Avalanche going to do their comeback routine. And that was about the extent of it. Dallas took right over after that. And what I thought was going to be a pretty good hockey game turned into a romp for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, certainly Colorado. Off Now, that's two losses in a row uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, including that jersey a seven five loss before that. So, you know, certainly I would expect a response here from a Colorado in this game uh, against Seattle, uh, but it is back to back uh, for the avalanche. Uh, they are home obviously after being in Dallas yesterday, the good news is they will go from afternoon game to night game, you know, so that makes the back to back a little bit easier to digest. And actually, to be honest with you, Colorado's back to back record this year is six and two. So they're six and two on the second night of back to back games, which is a uh, pretty good here in this one. 
But Seattle is uh, obviously no slouch. Seattle is starting to, you know, they've turned it around a little bit. Three straight wins. Now, the competition hasn't been great. St. Louis, Detroit, Columbus, uh, these last three games. Um, so, you know, that's, which is good to see as they remain in the mix in the Pacific Division right now. They're right there in that third spot. Not far behind, to be quite honest with you. The teams ahead of them in the Pacific right now, Vegas and L.A. So, you know, Seattle's right there. Uh, in that uh, divisional race, but uh, Colorado first period puck line sure makes a lot of sense to me uh, here in this game today. And that's the way I'm going to target it. Just the first period. I think that's the best option. Uh, Colorado first period puck line minus a half plus 150 plus 155, uh, you know, before the fatigue maybe sets in later in the game. If it does, I'm not saying it will, but in case it does. So first period puck line for me on the abs. I like the over here too. I think we're going to see goals here with the, the Kraken and the abs over six minus 115. I think it's a bargain. If you actually look, Seattle's starting to heat up again at the offensive end. Five against Boston. Oh, they got shut down by Toronto, but that's the anomaly. They scored five against Boston, five against St. Louis, five against Detroit, four against Columbus. So they're, they're, they're starting to get their offense back on track. Colorado, you know, even in the loss yesterday, you know, defense, uh, or they, they've been able to score goals. That hasn't been their issue. They've scored three-plus goals, the Avs, now uh, in uh, 10 straight games. So I think they get at least a three. Seattle's got a chance to get to three. Uh, so I, th I really like over six here, minus 115. And as far as props go, there's a bunch. McKinnon over shots. He's gone over that in three straight games uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I think this is definitely a game where you go with McKinnon to score a goal and McKinnon over one-and-a-half points. I think he puts his mark all over this hockey game, you know, after what happened yesterday in Dallas. Rantanen's been red hot to score a goal. I'd go in that direction as well for the uh, Avalanche. And I'm still liking a lot of these Seattle props. I mean, I think Seattle won't get shut out here uh, by the Avalanche. I do think they'll contribute uh, offensively. We'll see who's in net because uh, Georgiev uh, obviously got pulled and it was Keith Kincaid with that uh, bare white mask uh, uh, to boot yesterday for the uh, Avalanche. Uh, as well, taken over. So I think they go back to Georgiev. He started a bunch of back-to-backs this year, and after getting pulled yesterday, I'm sure he'll end up back in the net tonight for uh, Colorado. We'll see who's in net. I would assume Grubauer uh, for Seattle against his old team, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, but I still like a lot of these point props on Seattle. Vince Dunn, red hot. Jamie, Mc uh, Jamie McCann. Jared McCann, uh, red hot for the uh, Seattle Kraken right now. Uh, Seattle Kraken uh, point props have been good to me. Jared McCann, five straight games with a point. Vince Dunn, five straight games with a point. Eberle's racking up points. Schwartz is racking up points. Uh, Wenberg has started to heat up a little bit. Beneers is always a threat. But the two that stand out, Vince Dunn, Jared McCann. And Jared McCann to score a goal, too. I think he's on a little bit of a goal-scoring streak right now for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, as well that I think is something to uh, look at in this game. So, yeah, three straight games with a goal. Uh, for Jared McCann uh, entering this game. He's hit 30 now in the year. He's been great for the Kraken. Uh, it's been a great get for them in the offseason, getting him uh, the, for the Seattle team. But, yeah, uh, Jared McCann goal, Jared McCann point prop, Vince Dunn point prop, and a few of those props on the uh, Colorado side make a lot of sense to me. Bjorkstrand, yeah, I mean, he's played a little bit better lately, Rich. Yeah, I agree with that. Tolvanen point. Yeah, that's always a threat. Now, he's kind of been up and down lately, but you're always getting a great price on the Ellie Tolvanen prop. That's what I like about it. You get plus 150 uh, on that prop most games, and I'm sure it's going to be that way again uh, here tonight for the uh, Seattle crack. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing the upwards of plus 150 to get a point, so certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of taking that value. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Seattle, Colorado. There we go. Am I, you hear me? We got okay. you. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be a good late night kind of just relax, get some popcorn, maybe eat an edible, and just watch the goals roll in. Uh, like I said, I already had the over. I got uh, over six and minus a dollar ten this morning, but I also like that angle too with Colorado first period puck line. I, I, I'm surprised it's actually that high. I thought we got to Colorado open a little bit higher, and that wouldn't be much value. But plus one fifty, I'm jumping in on that uh, right as well. Dallas, you know, it's it's funny with that game yesterday. I took a shot with Colorado because Dallas had. It was a challenge, you know, show me something game for Dallas. And, and they showed what I kind of believed most of this year. When Dallas plays their A game, their absolute A or A-plus game, they're as dangerous as any of the top teams in the league. They're just as good as Boston, just as good as New Jersey, just as good as Carolina. When they get that offense rolling, and that's the key, they have to keep their offense rolling. Other teams, 
the offense comes secondary because they have great defense. They have great goaltending. And they have a great goaltender, too. But when they have their offense leading the charge, Dallas can is almost like how Florida was last year when they had that. And, and that's what we saw yesterday against Colorado. But I think the Avs, like I said, they're a resilient team. They don't get beat down like that too often against anybody. They should definitely bounce back here. But like I said, it's just kind of hard to trust them to play a full 60-minute effort. Same thing with Seattle. Seattle's, you know, really up and down team. They can give you some goals, but then all of a sudden, you, you know, they're up 3-1. They turn around and they're tied at three. So this is definitely an over game. Uh, wouldn't look too much first period over unless you see that number drop a little bit. But uh, definitely like the full game over and definitely like Colorado to at least get out of that first period with the lead. So going and laying the half a goal on the puck line. There we go. Uh, on the same page, Alex and I, we both like Colorado early and the over and the full game makes sense. And like I said, this is going to be a good prop game. Uh, all the props I pretty much uh, referenced a, a few moments ago, they'll be on the card tonight for sure. All right, great stuff. That's the Sunday card. Hit the like button, 224 live viewers on YouTube, and check out patreon.com slash guys. just $10 a month. Uh, again, people ask, how do I tip you guys for the great work you do? That's how you do it. Sign up at patreon.com slash guys. just $10 a month. We've got uh, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily Ice Guys show, betting card, bonus video content, bonus article content. Alex wrote a great article on the Patreon page earlier this week. We're going to post our uh, interview and our NHL uh, trade deadline, post-trade deadline analysis with Nikita Kaszurski. We did an interview with him earlier this week. That'll be posted on the uh, Patreon page uh, later this week. Uh, all that and more, patreon.com slash guys, just $10 a month. Yes, definitely. Also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Eight days, we got 20% off of everything in the store. Uh, we still reduce the prices on the, on the caps and the T-shirts. We got hoodies. We got mugs. We got stuff for the pets. We got stuff for your kids. We got everything. Check it out. My It's iceguys.myspreadshop.com, the Ice Guys store. There you go. Check out the store. Get yourself some great merch uh, as well. And one more reminder before we uh, get the uh, Manscaped uh, commercial and the uh, best bets to wrap up the show. Again, the BetCast Tuesday night, March 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern, live betting commentary with me, Alex, uh, viewers and listeners. Uh, everyone welcome. Uh, drinking encouraged. DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to be a part of the BetCast on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we've got some good matchups. Uh, Vegas, Florida, Toronto, New Jersey is a good game. Uh, rematch, Calgary, Minnesota uh, as well. Lake Slate's a little weaker, I will admit. San Jose, Colorado, St. Louis, Arizona, Anaheim, Seattle. Uh, so that that's definitely going to be a, a bet cast Tuesday night. We may not go the distance for, but we'll certainly be on through the uh, early games, probably through the end of the uh, Colorado game at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, that's probably what we'll do. Probably won't stay up for Anaheim Seattle. Well, I, I'll stay up and watch just on the BetCast. We won't stay that <laughs> long on it. So, uh, But tune in Tuesday night. It'll be a great BetCast, March 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern. All right. We got best bets to wrap up the show in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. 
and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and ready to wrap, as always, with best bets. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Oh, man, decisions, decisions, decisions. There's so many good plays today that I like, but I'm going with – you already know what it is. It's the lightning and hurricanes. We're going with the draw, plus 345. This is going to be a, a tight game. The two teams that do not like each other one bit. Uh, they had some, some history in the past, and they both – have points to prove, too. I mean, you know, Carolina wants to be where Tampa Bay has been each of the last three years as the Eastern Conference champion playing for a, a chance to win and hoist Lord Stanley's Cup. That kind of resonates with them, and it seems like they get jazzed up for the Lightning, even though they're coming off of that uh, West Coast trip, even the Lightning coming off of a sloppy game. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch, and I think it's going to go a little longer than 60. So let's go to the draw with Tampa and Carolina. It's my best bet for Sunday. There you go. Carolina, Tampa Bay, Carolina draw. That should be a good one to start the Sunday in NHL action at 3 p.m. Eastern on TNT, a Sunday afternoon national TV TNT game. And apparently they're going to do more Sunday games the rest of the regular season, TNT on Sunday afternoon. So that's in addition to what they're doing already on Wednesday nights. So uh, that's great. It's great. How many times can you show the Avengers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or reruns of CSI or some shit for the millionth time or whatever else they put on there. I've noticed that. It's like reruns of some, you know, B-grade TV shows. Yeah, put a live hockey game on. There you go. They're finally doing the right thing. All right, my best bet. Let's go Kraken Avs over six uh, in the late game. Uh, Seattle, Colorado over six, minus 115. Uh, I think we'll see goals in that one. Uh, uh, I'm sure Colorado will get the majority of them and win the game, but uh, I definitely like uh, over six there with Kraken abs, Seattle uh, over six for my best bet here for this Sunday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for a brand new week of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 